Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Evan. What's up, everybody? How's it going? You were born in... What, Brandon, Florida? I was born in Brandon, Florida, but like a month after I was born, oh. I moved to Cincinnati. Yeah. Like my family, my mom and dad, scooted on up to the north. For she, work? No, I, my mom just hated the weather. Oh. It was too hot. Like she gets sunburnt <laughs> real easily. Yeah. And so she wanted to get out of like the humidity and heat and everything. So mm-hmm. she found the most non-hot place she could think of, and that was Cincinnati. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> what do your parents do? Uh, my mom, she's a lawyer, and then my dad, he's an insurance agent, oh. so very exciting stuff. <laughs> Where do you get your creative side from? Um, I definitely say, like, I think both sides I get it from. Um, my mom, there's a car. <laughs> um, my mom, she was, like, a dancer her whole life. Oh. You know, like, she loved to do that, and then my dad, like, played drums as well, oh. like, professionally. Wow. So, like, you know, the arts have always been, like... Mm-hmm. just a part of my life in general so I feel like I get it from both sides yeah and you started like music when you're like five six already like really early yeah on. yeah my my parents put me into my church choir and that's kind of like when I first found out that I I enjoyed singing like it was just fun mm-hmm. and um you, you like know, being in choir oh I loved it yeah yeah nice because I got to see all my friends you know it's like it was both like oh I get to go hang out with my friends and then you know and sing like it was just it was a good time mm-hmm. and then I just you know, fell in love with it. Yeah. And from there, started doing musical theater. So was it like a religious upbringing then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up in church and, um, you know, went to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a religious upbringing. Are you still religious? Yeah, I am. I'm still religious. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Uh, how would you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, I'd say that, it, like, I had a great, you know, I'm, I'm definitely very blessed just with the upbringing that that I had um you know I had a great group of friends growing mm. up um you know my parents are awesome and have always like been supportive of just whatever I've wanted to do so you know it was I had a I had a great childhood like I mm-hmm. like I miss it I miss it sometimes <laughs> like I literally last night I was thinking like man what if want to be a kid like, again. I was literally thinking like man I, I miss eighth grade like just <laughs> junior high like I don't know it was just I was just randomly thinking about it, and um, yeah, I miss being a kid. It's a lot less stress, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like school? Ooh, I liked gym yeah. and recess and lunch. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> I wasn't, I don't know, like, I didn't really foc- I didn't focus as much as I should have in school, um, but I made up that time just like, you know, substituting it with music. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever I wasn't doing homework, I was singing or, you know, acting and just, like, I don't know, being creative. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite subjects in school? I loved history, like, oh. social studies. Like, I don't know, like, something about it. Um, I enjoyed listening to just the past and, like, just stories and, you know, what mm-hmm. happened and, how things have like come about and everything it's just interesting to me were you already like putting stuff online like back then like in high school 
I did, oh, yeah. Like when I was like 15 is kind of when I started to throw YouTube videos and you know covers up on there, and that's when I kind of started my whole like solo career, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, journey. What did you like about like theater back then? I loved this the being able to go on stage and just the energy that comes with performing with a bunch of your best friends like there's honestly not there's no other feeling like it like I can't I can't think of anything else mm -hmm. that you know I'd want to be doing like back in high school like if yeah. I like when I think back it's like I couldn't see myself doing anything else yeah and then would you want to still do like acting now or is that kind of just like something? oh yeah no yeah. definitely like I'm always thinking about like just whenever I watch tv shows I'm like man I could like I could do that. Do a better you know? job. Like, like, <laughs> I feel like I could do that. Like, I love that. Like my favorite show is The Office. Oh my gosh. And if they brought it back, I would, I would walk straight yeah, into the audition. I'd be like, okay, just please give me a role because I studied this show forever. Like, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to get back into acting. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of my passions for mm -hmm. sure. What kind of music were your parents playing the Austin growing up? My mom, well, my dad, all he listens to is jazz. Oh. Like literally jazz. Um, and other than that, you know, like Pink Floyd, bunch of rock and roll. And then my mom, she would always listen to like Barry White, Elton John, Hall and Oates, stuff like that. Um, ABBA, just like a bunch of the yeah. 80, you know, 70s and 80s. And so that's, that's kind of like what I grew up on. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the first CD you bought? The first CD I bought? I think the first like record that I bought was there's this Christian rapper, his name's Lecrae. Oh. He's like done a bunch of like really cool stuff. But that was like the first time I went to a like went to a CD shop. I was like, I'm gonna buy this. Like, <laughs> buy Lecrae. Like, Mom, like we gotta go get this. Like it's fire, it just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was I think that's I'm pretty sure that's the first record that I bought mm -hmm. was a Lecrae album. <laughs> were people were your friends around you like trying to be musicians as well, or were you kind of the only one? Um I had a couple friends actually who who did who, who still do musical theater like they've gone into college oh, like to wow. study it and everything so yeah like I wasn't I wasn't all by myself you know in this in this musical journey like I had I had friends who I'd you know be able to relate to and like talk about it and mm -hmm. figure it out. What inspired you initially to put your stuff on YouTube and were your parents like chill with it back then? Well what inspired me I feel like it, it was just because I would watch other kids, you know, put it up, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, they're just, they just love to sing, mm -hmm. and they're just, like, putting up videos, like, I could do the same thing. So, you know, it was just watching them and ha seeing people enjoy singing online, like, just as much as I do, like, definitely inspired me to just go for it and throw stuff up mm -hmm. as well. And, yeah, like, my parents were, they were supportive of it. You know, my mom was, she was always like, oh, when are you going to put up your next video? Oh, like, I'm wow. so excited. And... You know, it was it was always always a, a positive, you know, supportive vibe mm -hmm. from my parents. I started to go around the country. Me and my mom, we'd drive around, go to different, um, we would do different like social media shows. I'd perform and and we just hustled like all the time for mm -hmm. years. Like we literally would drive all over the country um, to do all sorts of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so, so was we she managing you or? No, no, I'm, my mom's back home in Cincinnati. I'm, uh, handling all my own business. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she misses it though. Like I always talk to her about it. Like I'm always talking, I'm a mama's boy. So I'm always talking to her about everything that's going on and 
like I'll probably call her right after this <laughs> you know, tell her about the interview just because she you know she loves she loves to hear about it and I love I love talking to her about it and did you realize like early on that you had to have like a big social media presence this was like a few years ago right that, yeah it like it's, it's it's cool to see how social media has slowly been like integrating itself into e literally everything yeah, crazy. right because like now like the number one platform for a lot of people is you know what's youtube of course mm -hmm. and then instagram yeah like you know instagram is even above twitter i'd say yeah like it's just it's so important um in such a huge tool to be able to like get yourself out there and you know build a fan base and be able to interact with them like personally and just have that relationship mm -hmm. and how did you meet a lot of the people initially like producers or literally it was just going to different sessions I, I don't even know it was just did you meeting have a team? I would meet... like so you had a management right after American Idol no it was just me and my mom my oh. mom my mom was my ma my manager yeah yeah and then you just found just, you we, just set up as, sessions as we through. as we went along like we would meet someone and then work with them and they'd introduce us to this person and then it was just a lot of you know hi how are you nice to meet yeah. you oh let me introduce you to this person let oh. me introduce you to that person and just you know it kind of just kind of built its way up mm -hmm. you know so this was all like during school like yeah you know, like after school yeah. you like did all these sessions yeah like a double life like, no, for real <laughs> I, I mean i after Idol, I like I, I didn't drop out of school, but I, I homeschooled. Oh. So I would just do all my school at home. Uh, was it something then, that you convinced your parents that you to do it to? Well, to do music out of be homeschooled. Luckily, I had been homeschooled like even before oh. that happened. So like, I was homeschooled. What it was like third and fourth grade, and then homeschooled sixth grade. Then went to you know junior high and then homeschooled again mm -hmm. like you know like so I've been yeah. homeschooled before so it wasn't it wasn't a big deal you mm -hmm. know for my parents to just switch me over and plus I just I did it all online mm -hmm. so my mom didn't really have to worry about yeah. it except just checking my grades to make sure I'm not yeah. <laughs> you know to make sure I'm still mm -hmm. on track <laughs> what was the decision to be homeschooled initially uh, I think it was like sophomore year sophomore year like right in the middle too mm -hmm. so like we went on winter break and then I just realized like okay, I'm going to go both feet in, like, I'm doing this the right way, I'm going to focus on music, I'm going to be homeschooled, like, wow. and it was, it was my decision too, you know, no one, no one, like, forced it on me or anything, um, I just, I just knew, like, if I really want to focus on this and pursue music as a career, like, I've got to, I just got to be homeschooled and so that I'm able to focus. Mm -hmm. It's like that was yeah. just my mindset behind it. Starting out like so young, were you ever afraid that people would like man be manipulative or? Oh yeah, I mean all like all the time. I mean you hear there's so many horror stories mm -hmm. like uh, you know about the music industry, and um, you know it was it was something that my parents always taught me just to be just to be wary of just of everyone you know mm. and just be very vigilant and so you know like I'm, I'm able to I feel like just growing up I was able to be able to read people well oh. you know and just see if they're genuine and you know it's, it's just something in and sometimes you just got to learn it the hard way you mm -hmm. know like I had like there were some people in my life that 
literally I trusted them with absolutely everything, mm-hmm. like everything. And then, you know, one day just com- completely with it, like without a care, like just completely screw you over. So it's like, you know, I've definitely learned from experience and just from my parents, like always trying to embed that in my head to always just, you know, you know, always give people a chance, of course, but, you know, just be cautious. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of, like, management and record labels reaching out to you during that point? Um, no, I, I never really, I never really talked to a bunch of labels until, um, I was in, I was in my group and we signed to one, to a UK label, but that was, like, really the only experience that I've had, mm-hmm. um, with, with, like, any majors. Yeah. How did you meet the people in that group initially? Um, I met them through a producer who was living in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So when I was 17, he hit me up. He was like, yo, I saw your videos on YouTube, and um, I want you to be part of this group. I'm bringing you know, guys from different countries over. There's oh, wow. one, from, one from New Zealand, uh, one from Wales, and then also one from uh, London. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so when when he called me, I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, that'll be that'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. And then went down to Orlando, you know, met the guys and everything, and then started the group. Mm-hmm. What was it like being, like, a solo artist and now, like, about, like, back then and then a group? Like, was it an easy transition or...? It was because I, because I did musical theater so much. Oh, so I was used, used to, to being on stage with people, and, like, yeah. I actually missed it. That's why I was... I was so excited to to be a to be a part of a group again just mm-hmm. cuz it's so much easier to like feel each other's energy on stage and I just feel like it makes a performance even better if there's more mm. you know people up there. Yeah. So yeah, the transition was like super easy. It was a no-brainer for mm-hmm. me. I was like, "Yes, like let's go." Like <laughs> to perform on stage with like other people, like I love it. Mm-hmm. So. And then did you get her like a lot of stuff you lost in your car or something or like stolen <laughs> yeah so I uh I ended up moving back home well, it was like a year and a half ago or something like that mm-hmm. man it feels like yesterday actually that's crazy <laughs> like now that I think about it um went back home to Cincinnati for like three months and then figured my stuff out so that I could come back out to LA right so I drove I had like a little Fiat 500 mm-hmm. and I drove it from Cincinnati to LA, it was three days driving, and uh, me and my dad, my dad was with me. And um, so we stopped in Barstow on like the last night mm-hmm. before we came into LA just because we were really tired and, and didn't want to like fall asleep driving or anything. And um, so stay at this hotel, get a call the next morning. Oh, sir, do you own a Fiat 500? I was like, I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, oh, someone broke into it and stole everything. Gosh. I was like, what went down? They stole all my clothes. I had no underwear, no socks. They stole my recording gear yeah. like that I got for Christmas. Like, oh my gosh. It was it was brutal. So like the first day I get back to LA, I literally just had my car and like a couple pairs of jeans and my shoes. Like that's all they left. Yeah. So I had to go to Walmart, buy some underwear, some freaking socks. Like <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Um but I definitely learned a valuable lesson not to leave my luggage in a car mm-hmm. ever overnight. Um, and then another thing happened to the same car. 
um, it was parked like right here. We used to have these tall, like those tall pine trees, but like mm -hmm. right next to, like right in our driveway. And um, there was a lady going around in North Hollywood setting people's stuff on fire. Set your car on fire. And she literally set the pine trees on fire oh. and it was parked right next to it and melted like the whole back of the car. That car is just no, <laughs> bad it, news. Like, it was a bad omen. Like, like I honestly, ugh, it was, um, it was not a fun day. It was a sad day. Like, banging on the front door. It was, it was at like six in the morning too. Oh. So it was like, I opened the door. There's helicopters flying around, like fire trucks lined up and down the road, mm -hmm. ambulances, like everything. And they, and apparently they had been trying to wake me and my roommates up for like 45 oh. minutes. So yeah. like they had come, put out the fire, you know, did everything and then woke us up and we just walked out like, what the hell? Like, yeah. my car's melted to the ground. Like, <laughs> damn it. Like, <laughs> like, no, this is not what I need yeah. right now. But, um, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> I have bad, I have bad luck with cars. What was the inspiration behind Lambo? Um, the whole, the whole idea behind Lambo is like, you know, I'm an artist on the come up, right? And it's, you know, it's a struggle. Like every day, you know, just trying to get, get your name out there, right? And, um, you know, there's, there's a line in the song that says, they say money can't buy you happiness. Mm -hmm. um, so like the whole thing behind that is like, you know, people up on the hill, mm -hmm. they say they have problems and their life is so hard, right? But I'd much rather deal with my problems in a Lamborghini like they do yeah. you know what I mean like I'm tired of dealing with all my problems in my shitty apartment you know I'd much rather deal with it in like a chateau mm -hmm. or you yeah. know crying a Lambo mm -hmm. instead of crying in my burnt Fiat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's like that's the idea behind Lambo mm -hmm. how about finally finally oh man that EP was just it was like a religious experience for me <laughs> like oh. dropping that um I had, it had been years, like four years since I had, you know, dropped music. Um, like I was in a group that I just wasn't able to creatively like express myself in the way that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And um, so since I couldn't, you know, do that, when I was in the group, I would just go in the back and I taught myself how to produce. And because um, I was like, if I want to make my own music, I'll just have to, I'll have to teach myself how because no one else wants to make the music that I want to make, right? And so finally is, that's just a whole, you know, culmination of everything that I had been going through. Just with the... <laughs> Chihuahua's about to kill me. <laughs> um, just a whole culmination of everything that I was going through, just all my emotions at that point, and like, that's where the name came from. Like, when I was ready to drop music, oh, I was like, oh, like, finally, finally yeah. like, finally I can drop yeah. this music. Like, <laughs> it's been too damn long. Yeah. So, yeah. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? Wow, thinking back to the first song that I've made, I would never show anyone, <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, that is locked away in my hard drive in a deep, deep file. <laughs> I've, I've just, you know, over, over time, like, I've just been teaching myself more. I've gotten into, you know, working with other producers. Mm -hmm. So it's just my, I feel like my skills have definitely grown. You know, um, it's so much easier to write a song now. Like, mm -hmm. it used to take, what well, depends on the song, but 
it would take me forever. Like, like I would just drive me crazy, you know, like just trying to find rhymes and stuff. But then when I realized that I didn't need to overthink it and it just needed to flow out, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just the more you do something, the better you get. Mm-hmm. How would you see you've grown as a person since you were younger? I've always, I've always like, for myself, made it like a big part of just to always be, like always be thankful and always be, you know, humble and appreciate every single opportunity mm. that's given to me because, you know, I've seen both sides, like, you know, the success and then the having to move back home into your parents' house, mm. you know, and it's like things can end like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, I always, I always make a point to just appreciate every single moment that I get doing what I love and just knowing that a lot of other people would want to be in the same position. So I, I definitely just don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. What does success look like to you? Success looks like to me just, man, just being able to creatively be free because I'm not much of like a materialistic person. Like mm-hmm. I'd be so happy in like living in my mom's house or like just, mm-hmm. you know, like a three bedroom house, like not a freaking huge mansion or anything. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, (laughs) but, um, you know, just being able to be who I want to be and just do the things that I want to do. That's, that's how I see success. Mm -hmm. What does love mean to you? Love means everything. Love is everything. If, if there's no love, what is there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I feel that's what, that's what it means to me. Love is everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for my hugs <laughs> and um, just the good energy that I that I feel like I put off. Yeah, I love that. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This Bye was guys. so, so fun. Oh. Later. <laughs>